and welcome back. You're currently tuned in to Letterman here at 90.7 WCLH Wilkes Bear Scranton Hazelton. Coming at you with another installment today. Joining me, Mr. Reggie Charles, Charles Billy Searle. It's great to be. How we doing, fellas? Doing great. Next up, we got the man himself, Ryan Martel. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. I don't have an intro like him. It's great to be. <laughs> you could use that. I mean, it's, it's great to be. I, it is great to be, but I won't. I won't copy you. That's uh, okay. You can think of something. And then over here we got Mr. Gavin Smith. It's great to be. You <laughs> see, it's fine, Mark. I'll you use can it. Say it. A Michigan Wolverine. I'll finish it off. There you go. There you go. Good to be a Niner. It That's is right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah, right Definitely. now. Definitely. Sure. Um, sure. But for now. <laughs> Uh, today, starting off, going to be talking about uh, the NFL head coaching carousel, so to speak, that's uh, going on this season. A lot of a lot of new coaches on the scene. A wild one. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. A lot of new coaches on the scene. So we're just going to hop right in. I mean, up first, um, I'm pretty sure the Patriots were the first uh, that changed their head coach this season i believe I that they is were. correct yeah that sounds about right yeah so bill belichick out who uh had a total record of 302 to 165 that's just awful that is terrible why are you looking at me like that i have no clue why i'm looking at you mr andy reed well we can look up his head coaching record with the kansas city chiefs after he retires when he wins a couple more super bowl rings probably I don't know, man. He might. We could talk about that another day. Replacing 302 Bill Belichick is Gerard Mayo. Uh, Gerard Mayo, he's been with the Pats for the past five seasons as their linebackers coach. And before that, uh, I want to say at least <coughs> a decade. Could be wrong, but at least a decade of being the inside linebacker for the New England Patriots. Uh, yes, that is correct. Um, he was a stalwart right next to Vrabel. Yeah, he was a uh, 10th overall pick in the 2008 draft. And he was a uh, Super Bowl champion with the Patriots in XLIX. So, shout out to Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo, Mayo, Gerard Mayo Sr. specifically. Uh, that, that, Mayo, that's what they Mayo was a dog. <clears throat> I mean, clearly, I watch a lot of New England, beating from New England, and just... He was just a do-it-all linebacker. I mean, he's the what you've seen Fred Warner, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. All, I mean, all those guys, those top guys that you think of. Gerard Mayo did the same thing. I've seen a lot of them, too. Yeah, I mean, he, he was with the Pats from 08 to 2015, and that's all the time he spent in the league. Um, he started coaching for them, obviously, in 2019. So for those four years, he wasn't – I'm not really sure what he was up to. <laughs> But Probably just hanging out by the harbor. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not, not too keen, not too keen. But I like the hire, though. Yeah, I would say... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No. Okay, yeah. sure. But I'll say uh, I was I was kind of shocked, honestly, when it when it happened because I feel... You, could, you obviously know they had a plan in place here. Like, they were the, I don't even think, did they even interview anybody? I don't think they interviewed anybody else. No, they did not. So, what? like. Yeah, so the, the head coaching interview process, <coughs> it's kind of, it's a little bit convoluted, I think. Because mm-hmm. you need to, you need to interview a diversity hire, right, before yep. you can hire anybody. So, say if, you know, if you hire, or if you interview one person, you have to interview um, uh, somebody who's ethnically 
um, racially diverse from yep. a Caucasian. Um, but if you just if you have a promote, plan, yeah, if you yeah. promote, you don't have to interview anybody. And you have to like tell the NFL beforehand. It's the the I'll coaching. What they were going to do for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, the, co- so, the coaching, like how to hire a coach nowadays, it's even from two years ago, is just completely more complicated. Oh, I agree. And it's just yeah, yeah it's that's that's just how. That's just how business goes, though. Nowadays, like they have all this, all this legal stuff. Like they, you know, you know the the important <laughs> things. They have the important things in place. But back to it, I think that they obviously had a plan in plan in place. Rob Kraft obviously knows what he's doing. Mister Kraft, I mean, he's a he's the owner of the greatest, the second greatest dynasty organized sports has ever seen behind the New York Yankees, but. He knows what he's doing. He's always won, so okay. I trust it. Normally, I would look at this. I would look at a scenario like this. I'd look at a scenario like this, and I would think, uh, I don't I don't really get it. I would probably criticize it, but it's Rob Kraft. I trust what he's doing. He's won before. Bill Belichick obviously thinks that Gerard Mayo is the guy for the job and, and can trust him with leaving him with his baby. Like, this franchise was... His life forever. Yeah. yeah, and rightfully so. So obviously he had a say in it, and I think he made the right say. And I'm going to trust what they do because nobody else has seven Super Bowls that's involved in the NFL right now. So I trust what those guys have in their leadership. No, the bounce off what you're saying. I mean, plenty of players in the previous years that played with Mayo, or if even yep. coached by Mayo. I mean, the greatest one example is Brady. Uh, there was a video that came out a couple years or. A couple weeks ago, of just like you know the guys in the film session, I guess the NFL was filming them, and Brady was saying, "Hey, Gerard Belichick would like that one." So, high praise from both people in the organization, people that have played in the organization. I mean, Tom Brady basically saying he's like a clone of Bill Belichick. I and uh, I was watching his uh, first interview, seeing like what they've been doing. I like what's going on there. He he said he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be like Belichick. No one can be like Belichick. But we'll see we'll see what they do. They definitely have a lot <clears throat> a lot of work ahead of them, so don't don't think like Gerard Mayo's gonna walk in and make this team a playoff team. No, they definitely need to make the right moves in the front office as yeah. well. And I th- I think we can all so agree he can't win now with what he has there. I think we can all agree that this roster is just nowhere near ready. I think a UFL team is <laughs> better yeah. prepared. Listen, I'll take my Michigan Wolverines over this year's New England Patriots. Wow. You can wow. book that. You can book that. That's kind of interesting. I'm telling you, I do. Wait, say that again? I take my 2023-2024 Michigan Wolverines <laughs> over the 2023-2024 like New they England Patriots. Them. Yep. You know, the only thing about Gerard Mayo that I find interesting is that I just find it interesting that he wasn't the D.C., right? At least. I would would think he would at least. Yeah. I don't know. And also that just like I feel like a lot of this team's struggles were offensive, and you're going to promote a defensive guy to be your head coach. I think it would have made more sense to promote uh, Mayo to D.C. and bring in an offensive guy. I I don't know. That's just kind of. Bill O'Brien left, right? He's not uh, their OC uh, anymore. Yeah, he's, he's in, you know where he is. We don't yeah. got to talk about them yet, though. 
Yeah, he's in, he's with Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gone. He's yeah. with Ohio State. Maybe that's gonna fix anything there. We don't gotta talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yes, I do think that I agree, Stevie. Uh, I definitely agree. I don't really know if defensively was the way to go because, again, they've had a defensive coach for the last – how long has he been there? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years yeah. plus. 25 plus years. They have, they've had a defensive coach, and it's worked in the past, but it hasn't been working recently. So I do agree with that, Stevie. I feel like if you're going to – if you want to change the way it's been over the past couple of years, you got to change the leadership. And obviously – in recent years, not in all years, and didn't it hasn't been working? I, didn't something say or something came out saying the locker room loves him too? Yes, like he, they yeah. feel like he's yeah. That's what it is. I yeah, mean, he's been there, been there for five seasons. You know, locker room loves him. He's a former player, so I, I mean, it makes sense, right? But would, would, would love to keep talking about Gerard Mayo and the New England Patriots, but I think there's potentially some breaking news, and that's Mike McDonald. Yep. Could be the Seahawks. I, I think they're close, but he could be the Seahawks head coach. Sec- really? Just had a. It just, it just came, came out. out. Second interview. They just completed a second interview. And they're very close. I have, a, I have a source who He's said that they're very close. I think that's a good spot for him. That would be an I awesome agree. spot. I think the Commanders will just be like, well, we'll get what we can get at this point. I do. I do want to mention really <laughs> like quickly before we go to the Raiders here. Todd ben Monk? Johnson. Oh yeah, Ben Johnson <laughs> that's, sticking that's, with the Lions. That's gangster. I love that. Can I say my piece about the Patriots? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Sorry. Bill Belichick is not there because Bill Belichick stinks. Okay? He's 72 years old. He's done nothing since Brady has left. So The end. So, Ben Johnson. <laughs> I like I like the Lions uh, keeping that band together now. Because everyone thought Aaron Glenn was going to leave. Ben oh, Johnson was going to leave. They're fully prepped for another run. I think they're they're getting back in that lab and they're they're ready to go to work. Patriots. No, Detroit. Oh. I'm talking about Detroit, oh, not oh, the Patriots. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll oh, <laughs> Detroit. Detroit is going to be Detroit's ready to go. Detroit's, yeah, yeah. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. Well, and I'll, I know Dan Campbell's been getting a lot of flack for his post game interview, but. I, I mean, don't think that's the right thing to say, though. Dan Campbell stinks. <laughs> Where was your team this year? On the couch. Exactly. So just, just Dan Campbell's fine. He, the only person in this room who has anything to say or can say anything is Gab. <laughs> He's the only one. We all, we, we all got nothing to say. Not you didn't that, even, Jags didn't even make the playoffs. Well, if we're not talking about good coaching. Good coaching. We all. I would say. I would actually no. Yeah. Yo, go ahead. Say it. No. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. We know what you're going to say. You might as well say? just go ahead and say it. I don't know what you're going to say. You know, he's, if, he's I, mean, I know what good coaching looks like. I yeah, do he's know going to talk about the Chargers. Like. No, no, that's, head coach. No, that's, that's not. We're a, not the oh, don't are worry. Not. I got a lot. To I, say. Thought, I thought that's who you're. No, about no, no. To say. The next, the reason I have it in this order is I went. We have the Patriots, and now another former linebacker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Antonio Pierce. Retains the job with the Raiders after Josh McDaniel gets fired. Antonio Pierce went five and four on the season, which sounds mid, but is a lot more impressive when you think about what the Raiders were doing and, and how they ended the season. Yep. Well, Aiden O'Connell wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad, but I mean, they beat the Chiefs with him throwing like eighty <laughs> yeah. yards. Yeah, like eight passes. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, he was um, Antonio Pierce. He was the uh, linebackers coach. Um, 
defensive coordinator. And I think the biggest thing is that the Raiders learned from the last time they fired a head coach. Mm-hmm. You got to keep the interim oh, yeah, guy because the, the locker room loves him. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people are hating on this, though. That was mean, crazy. I think this is the second best hire so far that's been made. I think that everyone knows <laughs> that this best. is the right this is the right move. Second best. The second best, yes. Which the is it was a great a lot of teams made great hires, so that's a great title to have. But he did a great job, like you just said. I mean, he had Aiden O'Connell and he beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Christmas. <laughs> like that's not a lot of people have done that yeah. in that division at all over the last seven years. And he was able to do it, and was it his first? Was it his first go at him too as the head coach? It was, right? uh, yeah. yeah, that was his yeah. first time. As head it was, coach. it was his first time facing him. He went in there and beat him. He proved he could do it. I mean, I think the entire organization or all the players would have rebelled. I mean, I heard rumors. I think Max that, Crosby yeah, seriously would have. Max Crosby wanted out. If he yeah, put it this way: I saw last night Max Crosby had knee surgery at the end of the season and just had hand surgery yesterday, so he was yes. going to battle. For a guy, for this guy, when they didn't really have a shot, or uh, well, they had a shot, but at the end of the yeah, day, they blew some games. They could have. They won. had the roster they, they had, and they this did. guy they had much better. This guy had to get hand surgery and knee surgery and put it off to go to war for this guy. So that could that should tell you about him as a leader. So I think that this is another great hire. But Imagine if they there. still had Chandler Jones. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well. <laughs> listen, I, I well. think the Raiders. You know, uh, it is. <sighs> You hate to say it's unfortunate that it, that he went five and four, but like he, with the draft capital that they have, it, it it's a bit tough to say that they can uh, improve in a lot of areas. But I think you know with that mid first round pick, maybe you make some moves, whatever. I think. I think the Raiders. I think I think they're sticking with it. I, I would not be shocked if they stick with Aiden O'Connell. Because who? Because who? I'm not sure. Would they who have? Would they be in position to get? I think they're a young, also still a, paying Jimmy G. Can't forget that. That is true. I would and think younger, if like I would think if like Bo Nix is there. We'll see. You I, get like Bo Nix. Yeah, but like is I think a younger Aiden O'Connell who can develop, who's already been in the system, who I mean, knows that Dan Antonio Pierce is better but, than an old Bo Nix. I personally believe that it, it depends on whoever they bring in at OC. This is true. Cause they haven't brought in anyone yet. No. Nah. No. The only thing, Kingsbury the only hires they've made. Supposedly been at the top of the list. I mean, but we haven't heard any words since like last week. So. The only other uh, hiring they've made so far is bringing in Tom Tom Telesco as their general manager, which I like. Right. So I yeah. I think was, it's a. I think he was given a, a bad case, situation up in LA. It's a case Sorry. of just letting everything play out. Um, <laughs> I don't think the Raiders are bad. No, I don't I mean, think either. Yeah. No, Completely like I don't think the Raiders are bad, and I think Antonio get, uh, uh, Pierce is gonna reinvent the culture because the Raiders were once a very uh, feared, very tough. feared, tough organization, mm-hmm. kind of like Detroit. He, and I, I think, yeah, I don't really know who to compare him to, but they were they the they Steelers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like good comparison. Good rivalry, I was yeah. gonna say this still. Yeah, like so I mean, he kind of had that. And there was a quote. Sorry to cut you off. But there was a quote in the middle of the season that I loved from him. He said, "There's, there's 31 NFL teams, and then there's the Raiders, <laughs> and that's what he wants to establish back." I, I forget when exactly he said that point. I want to say it was uh, after the Vikings game, around that time. Vikings Chargers games that week, and. Jeff, I mean that right there. I would have hired him on the spot. <laughs> like, I agree. He he embraced the Raiders. He played for the Raiders. Embraced them fully this this season. I mean this this was a I won't say a plus hire, 
just because we still there's still a lot of stuff that we need to see. But, but definitely a B plus or an A minus. I would say like an A minus. Yeah, B plus A minus. That's right. Because I mean, he's a great leader of men. Right. Clearly. He's not a he's not a Sirianni who's going to try to take control of everybody's job. Go. He's going to get some guys in there <laughs> we go. that know what they're doing. And are going to do their part. He's going to let them do their part. And he's right. going to do his job in establishing and maintaining a culture and a healthy locker room. And another guy in the AFC West who just got hired is going to do the same exact thing. And we'll talk about him. Yeah, we'll talk soon. about him in just a second. But first, Man. next up, the Tennessee Titans. Whatever. Another former line, another former <laughs> Honestly, defensive player. Honestly, this is like player. one you could just like. My, <laughs> right, just Mike Rabel. He went 54 and 45, is out. And former Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan steps in for the I job. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hate It's the not like, terrible, but if you would ask Bengals fans, they would say they're it's, okay with him leaving. It's just confusing. I don't think so. Really? I disagree. I think a lot no. of Bengals fans think that. I think I think that here's what we're gonna see. Sorry, you can go. Here's what we're gonna see. We're either gonna see that Brian Callahan is the one who made Joe Burrow and the offense work, or Zach Taylor actually is a good coach. We're either gonna see that Zach Taylor is a fraud and Brian Callahan was good, or the other way around. I but I also true. I think Burrow is just gifted. I don't think well, either. I, I think this is tough though because the Bengals roster is, is much better. One much better and just. Com- in a completely different situation that is than true. the Titans roster. The Titans roster is falling apart. Bengals are going for they that. Have, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, <clears throat> they have no corners. That is true. Their, their defense is, most of their defense, I mean, they already got rid of Bayard. Uh, all their, most of their front He's seven, other than Jeffrey Simmons, are, were on one-year contracts. So see, and I think I think what they're trying to do is they they recognize that they're de- you know they had a defensive guy in Mike Vrabel, and they recognize that that wasn't working aside from you know that one um, that one good year in the that you know that playoff run, but I think what they're trying to do is see that they've got young pieces on the offense and Derrick Henry. You know, we'll see if he sticks around, but Please. I think Tajay Spears is going to get a pretty <laughs> and I feel like T Higgins could follow him. I feel That's like they could. Thing. I don't know T- if D Hop is going to stay. Here. I don't well, know. He hops on a two-year contract, so. Yeah, but he could easily get traded mid-year. I see them drafting before they uh, spend big money on a receiver just because of uh, what they need on defense. You could see a Dunze from Washington. How do you I could see him drafting a receiver. I could see him going to a line. I was going to say, um, it also doesn't make Peter sense Stronsky to pay. Was good this year. It doesn't make sense to pay T. Higgins but trade A.J. Brown. Why not? Yeah, but I, I, I think, you know, that would make up for it if you ask me. I think that was a I think that was a mistake on their part, and I think they see that now. What pick do they have? Look, Tennessee. Uh, they, I don't have. That's know. the reason why their GM got, got fired like, last year is because they traded AJ Brown, and then just well, you saw the offense the last two years. If you ask me, I don't think AJ Brown was a difference maker um, in terms of where their offense was going to go because at the end of the day. You still have the same offensive philosophy. Run the ball thirty. Why do you think AJ didn't want to be there? It's not true. Uh, it's true. So he said in the podcast he, he didn't want to be there because they uh, weren't going to pay him. You said which which is also they weren't going to pay him. They literally told him like we're going to wait another year to pay you, and he was like, no, I want to get paid now. And he also mentioned and that's why how he forced his way out of there. He also mentioned how. It wasn't very fun watching Derrick Henry get the ball 30 times a game. 
So on the watch. <laughs> I mean, what, so what I take away from that is sorry, I just like sorry. yeah, he was I'll, a I'll spark plug to the offense, it. but in terms of offensive uh, offensive philosophy, he's definitely he's even voice. He's having more fun in Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Plus his quarterback, he's not playing with right. Ryan Tannehill anymore. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> yeah. Man, Will Levis, Will Levis, Will Levis is going to be, be good. Callahan is. Oh guy. yeah, he took that position and he saw potential with it, right? Yeah, because he really do have potential. No, and I'm I'm excited to see what Levis does next year, except for two games. But other than that, he can do whatever he wants. But those two games, no. All right. Next, who's, who's going to win the AFC South next year? Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think it's I honestly, it's honestly I honestly up. think it's a yeah, it's, it's wide it's a three way battle. I think Colts, Brian Callahan, just Colts, Texans, the Jags. Give me the Houston, Texans. I think I don't know. You heard that? You heard that? Red, say that to the mic again. Say that to the mic. Give me the Jags. Let's say, man, uh, low key. I'm telling you, the Colts are going to be gotta, solid. We got to see what Wilson AR can do. Maybe. We got to see what AR can do. If, but if Gardner Col- Minshew is making the Pro Bowl, that's true. What's well, whatever, Richard? that doesn't count. Well, hey, listen, guys, deserve. It, uh, we're going to talk, talk about oh, free agency. All right, all right. Mania. We're going to talk about free agency soon, but Michael Pittman's a free agent. Yeah, he's coming back. I think so he'll, we'll yeah, see. I, think he'll I, don't, I don't know. We'll he's see. But anyways, moving on. Reggie, we're finally to where you want to be. The L.A. Chargers, Brandon Staley, 24-24 and 24 as the Chargers head coach. Staley. He's out. Jim Harbaugh, 44-19-1 in the NFL. And just recently, an NCAA college football national champion. Say it one more time. What was he? How recent was this? Uh, uh, do you know, just this season. Just in just oh, this yeah, January. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. Uh, he led the Michigan Wolverines to an NCAA I remember. As a Niner fan, I can tell you. You're, you should be happy as a Chargers fan. Yes, oh, you should be. And I can definitely tell you, as a Michigan fan, you can be happy. And here's also what I will tell you, though. Listen, I I would love. I know I've been pretty loud in the chat lately, <laughs> saying that uh, they're going to like win the division, go to the AFC Championship, oh, all this, all that. But here's what I'll tell you. I want to tell the Charger fans this. After his first three years at Michigan, I was calling for his job. I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> I was not a fan, but you just got to trust the process. Trust that process because he is going to be in that shop grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding until (laughs) Justin Herbert beats Patty Mahomes in a playoff game, baby. Because I'll tell you what, he's going to be the next AFC quarterback to do it, (laughs) and the Chargers are going to be the next team in the AFC to beat them in the playoffs. I saw a thing saying that he texted his players as soon as he got hired. Like the players that he wants to keep there. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So yes, this did happen. <laughs> and that's the other thing with him. I don't think Austin Eckler was texted. You well, know? Well, well, hold on. well, sorry, sorry. I, this is when when I like you. Obviously, like y'all and Eric couldn't see it. Yeah, a couple minutes ago, I, I I just had like a oh my god moment, and they all saw it. But so the Chargers, they pick at number five this year. Is. Is Blake Corum a top five? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But is he? But no. hey, listen, is, but that, it, oh. does, is that what Jim Harbaugh wants? You know, Jim if Harbaugh they pick make that Corum, happen? Okay, Reggie, here's my that's terrible. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is going to build the trenches up. Yes, he is. So it's going to be also trenches first. If anything, I see them grabbing a lineman, an elite lineman. I agree, by the way. <laughs> Joe Alt! Just because, and it would have been Zach Zinter, but he right. never got hurt. Right, he'll be. He's going to be an Andrew Voorhees this year. Yeah. So all the Brock Bowers at five and the drafting the receiver at five. I mean, 
I don't really. No, get, I get agree. Justin Herbert some protection. Is, Herb, yeah, is Roman Wilson in the draft? Yeah, he yeah. is. Oh, He'll be a dude. Day. Thir- dude he's thirty-seven. Not, he's, I actually no, just saw. Well, hold on, yo, is is Blake Corm thirty-seven? Roman Wilson sixty-nine. That would be a lot. I actually just saw Roman Wilson's one-on-one at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he was snagged. Yeah, he looks good. Yesterday at the Senior Bowl, he's annoying, but he looks good. Here's here's what he's gonna do. He's not just gonna build the culture like Walt said. He's definitely gonna build a great culture in that locker room. Does he call defense or offense? Nope. No. Here's what, that's, he what just, I was, that's what I was getting to. He just oversees. That's what I was. Yeah, he oversees everything. That's what I was getting to. He always, no matter what, they're gonna have a top three coaching staff in the NFL say, every year. Yeah, you. He want never to. has a bad coaching staff. He always surrounds himself with successful people, which is what makes him successful. Which is why. He's good at building that culture. He's good at because if you look at Michigan, he never had. And I'm not again just saying this. He never had the five stars and the four stars. He always other than McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy, with the exception of him, like Roman Wilson was like a three. Quorum was a three. Donovan Edwards. Oh, Donovan Edwards wanted to go to Ohio State, but they didn't want him. So. That, like he just Hopefully develops. He just finds a better and that's what he's going to do. And it, well, I really to know, Chargers have not in, interviewed a new OC. Yet. Yeah, I've seen that. When too. he was with the Niners, it was Greg Roman. So hopefully, he doesn't choose him again because <laughs> that was I saw, he's I saw available. I really hope. Yeah, he said that he said that he was a chief. interested in getting the band back. That would be horrible for Justin Herbert. Yeah, that would be so bad. It'd be yeah, good for, for Bla- it'd be good for Blake Corman. For Herbert, yeah, Greg Roman would be yes, probably would the worst be. coordinator. I'll get his jersey. But I also want to just say, this is my last thing I want to say about it. I really want, because, you know, like he's got to go scout the draft, and he does have a top five pick. So I think it would just be an absolute power-dominant move, one last laugh, if he went and showed up to Marvin Harrison Jr.'s pro day. Oh, just, I think he will, 100%. And it's oh, going yeah. to be very There's no reason watch. not to. Can you imagine he he drafts he drafts Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, come on, guy. That'd be, he has to. He so has cool. to take Marvin Harrison Jr. They have is, to take. Is Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both coming back? That Ryan uh, yeah, they're both did. under contract. Yes. But, but Mike Williams but, but is just we, like. But we got to see. I mean, Keenan Keenan Allen's probably gonna he was really bad. He was like bad. Right. So Keenan Allen's probably gonna leave. I don't think so. I think everybody no. would want to stay at least this year. Yeah, to see what can happen. Yeah, just just to see e- what can Eckler's happen. Eckler's gone. I think that's one guy. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's why they're bringing Blake Corm at thirty-seven. Who's, I really love that dude. Who was the age. running back that would come in for him? Joshua Kelly. He wasn't bad. No, he, gonna, was right. gonna he was alright. They're going to draft two running backs. They're going to draft Blake Corm. They're going to draft Blake Corm and who At five, else. honestly, I would. Get no, five is no five is an alignment. Five is one hundred. Not that they don't need Bowers. If they're gonna if they want Bowers, they gotta trade back to like ten. But yeah. the Jets aren't trading up, or are they? I, I don't see Do why they, they really would. Need Bowers. No, they no, need they, they need a line. Yeah, you might as well solidify no, a line. Listen, the Chargers. But you gotta go defense too, though. I feel like. He would be great in Indy. Oh my gosh, that would be perfect. I want to see him. I want to see him. What do they have? Probably like twenty. I I don't I don't want to see Bowers anywhere near the AFC South you know, unless he's he in might, Jacksonville. What, what the Colts have like the 18th? <laughs> I would assume 18th pick. No, he. No, uh, the Colts. No, uh, the Colts have 15. Oh what yeah, is, we Bowers have the 17th, 18th. Uh, you have the 17th. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just uh real. I mean, Chicago at one with Carolina, Washington at two, Patriots, Patriots. at three. Uh, cards at four, Chargers yeah. at five, Giants at six, Titans at seven, Falcons at eight, Chicago at nine, their pick, Jets mm. at ten, um, Vikings at eleven, I can see, I can see Chicago at twelve, going Brock Bowers at nine. Why? Could happen. Uh, Vegas at thirteen. Another weapon. 
Another what? Uh, well, then they, they might as well address. I mean, Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I'm, Darnell, I'm not, hey, I'm not Darnell saying Mooney's a free agent. Yeah, I Mooney's probably going to dip. Well, that's what, I think. I think clearly Marvin Harrison is going to. Oh, oh yeah, well, of course, yeah. Cole Komet? No, no, no. no I said no, he was no, no, no. drafted next year, two years ago, I think. So this is his final year. Uh, I also believe this is uh, Mercedes. Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> Mercedes I'm pretty Lewis. sure he's still he's that's <laughs> his legend. final year. Mercedes Lewis. Dude, Bears legend. What are you talking about? It's Bears legend. Yeah, yeah, Packers legend. Listen, I will say one more thing about he, he's old. One more thing about um, Jim Harbaugh. I I think this is the best case scenario for. Imagine being a new coach and being like, oh, by the way, you have the number five pick. And she's like, oh, you have, okay. the, you well, have, you have a lot of times the number five the number pick one. and a top ten quarterback. Yeah, eh, it's just like, it's yeah, but you have one of, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and a top five pick. Yeah, no, the the Chargers. Not, I can try and talk myself out of it and say the Chargers going to mess this up because it's the Chargers, but but it's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is going to bring a new, just a new culture for what they need and. I mean, it's. It, I saw. I, I forgot who said it, but they were saying this is a great way to bring fans in. They will. Oh, 100 100 it is. I come on, bro. You're in LA. Yeah. They got to fill up that stadium somehow. But they got to remember, no one dude, goes. You can't be like all these other fan bases. Do not write him off after one year. Trust me, I did it, and it was stupid. Because obviously, it was worth it. You got to just wait it out. Well, with that being said, we're gonna head into our first break. When we come back, we'll talk. Uh, talk, talk about the last few head coaching hires and teams who haven't hired one yet. You're currently tuned into Lead Radio at 90.7 WCLH Wilkes-Barre, Grand Hazelton. Don't go anywhere. Second half hour coming up next. Welcome back. You're currently tuned into Letterman here at 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Uh, Billy did have to leave us, but same four here. Myself, Ryan, Gav, and Walter. So moving into the next couple head coaches. Next up is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Arthur, Arthur Smith went 21-30 and 30 as a head coach. Stodd. Steelers. <laughs> now the Steelers OC. And uh, Raheem Morris. Um he was actually the Falcons defensive coordinator in 2020, and then he went to the Rams. He's been there D.C. for the past three seasons, and uh, now he's finally getting his shot back in Atlanta. I forgot he was the D.C. then. I, I think that's a good hire. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy this hire. And it seems like a lot of guys are coming with him. The Rams offensive, co- what, offensive coordinator or QB coach? Or uh, yes. He went along with him. Ha- a quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, yeah. uh, Zach Robinson. Yeah, and he's the OC now, right? And then uh, they also hired the Rams yeah. assistant head coach yeah. as their DC, like this guy's Jimmy going. Lake. I like the hire. I think I think this is going to be a good hire. I've always liked Raheem Morris, especially what he's done with the LA, uh, with the LA Rams. Yeah, it's not last like the year, Rams really had much yeah, other than Aaron Donald. Last year was rough, but I mean there, there was the a defense lot. was still solid though. There was a lot of off the field issues as well, or like not off the field issues, but like just. Was Sean McVay going to come back? Was Aaron Donald going to come back? Jalen Ramsey wanted out. It was, it, was a lot, it was a big mess. And this year, to really get those guys fighting, 
uh, especially the second half of the year. I think that was one of the unsung yeah. things that went on during the second half of the year was not only did the Rams' offense explode every game, and Puka Nakua became that sensation, Rams' defense held their own, Very, I mean, a lot of the season. And you got to give credit to Raheem Morris. I mean, their cornerback one was a Kia Witherspoon, Witherspoon, who was a journeyman terrible. corner before. Yeah, I, I mean, it's him. probably still going to be a journeyman corner. He, he was really a one-year the contract. 49ers corner when we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, before Emmanuel Mosley took his spot, and he was terrible. And he was a good corner this year. I wouldn't say yeah, great. He was, he was but, all right. Yeah, but he was. He definitely held his own. He got a couple picks. I wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, Morris tries to get him to come to Atlanta. Well, Akuda and Terrell, they they were solid this year. They were. Was Akuda they good? Were, yeah, yeah, he was. He was solid. He was solid. Much I feel, better. I feel much like I watched, better than he ever was in Detroit. I was gonna say. I feel like I watched a lot of him in the Trent was bad, pretty bad. Akuda film, and I it mean, sucks because he was so good in college. In college? He was yeah. so good. I mean, I think the injury definitely set him back, but yeah, he was. Yeah, he's he was solid this season. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't blowing anything yeah. away, but he was. I mean, that, that defense was definitely was fl- flew around. So I think. Will Calais I mean, Campbell come back? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I think he's coming back. I think the unsung hero of that defense is Jesse Bates. Oh yeah, I mean, all pro, he, right? Uh, yes, he had yeah. multiple yeah. games. Yeah, no, Jesse multiple. Jesse Bates. I mean, game one set, I think, set the tone of the is, defense. Was, is he was he in conversation for DPOI? He was he, not. He should have been. I think. But yeah, he should have been. That's a snub. In, uh, but I also think at that point, won, like the last month of the year, the Falcons were kind of going down, and yeah. they do it every year, every single year, where they're like in the conversation to win. The NFC South, and then it's just like I mean, they were in the lead for a really long time, and then you know Baker and the Bucks. I don't, I don't blame them for firing Smith though. There was no reason the Falcons should not have won the division this year. I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, I took them to win at the beginning. I mean, of the they season. were they were the Falcons. They had yes. top ten defense. I thought so too, but then I've remembered they had Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Uh, Ritter was terrible. Mid. Let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. Walter, what's up? Putting up the hood. Who do you Desmond want Ritter <laughs> is not a bad quarterback. I agree. No, I agree. Desmond Ritter How? has had Arthur Smith as his entrance into the NFL. There is not much you can do to try to make a statement as an NFL as an NFL quarterback as a rookie coming in with Arthur Smith behind anything going on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get that because when a quarterback's in Arthur Smith's offense, it looks they look like a robot. It's just like they they can't do anything. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, Desmond I, you, Ritter's you still can, pretty bad. You though. can blame okay, on Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Okay. Ritter's terrible. You can blame it on he, Arthur. He's pretty bad. You can blame it on Arthur Smith, but if you look at the numbers for how many turnovers? I mean, we did he, last. He week. was twelve uh, and twelve this year. Yeah, twelve and twelve. How many fumbles? Uh, six. Because he. He had four fumbles in the end zone. No, no, it was uh, I want to say maybe like ten or eleven. I'm sorry, but just watched like watched he, their game against the Jags, and he was absolutely he was horrible. Well, that was when our defense was good. Yeah, but he was still terrible. Yeah, they have one good O lineman. Get him some O line help. If you put Fields in that offense, even with Arthur Smith, if you put Chris Lindstrom, the guard, who's the guard there? Idea right? I forgot about Jake Matthews. Get him a quarterback that's going to get the ball out of his hands. He's got a good investment in Zach Robinson. If I, in my opinion, I'm bringing Van Jefferson back, just a veteran presence. I I'm agree. drafting Xavier Worthy. 
and 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 maybe later rounds, I'm going to draft Xavier Worthy, and I'm going to include Bijan Robinson more. He's I going mean, to become more. Why not take a Dunze? A Dunze? A Dunze. A Dunze at eight. I don't. Throw eight. Or neighbors. Brian Thomas. Jr. They have eight. They have pick. I mean, they have the forty third as well. But I think I think Rome will be gone. I just like I like Worthy because of. The way he works in space and that how, Zach, and how Zach Robinson like can, they also still can have offset defenses by sending him guys, in motion. Let's not forget Scotty Miller's on that offense. Ah. <laughs> Come on. I was going to say Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but yeah. yeah. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Like, he is going to get, he is going to put these guys <laughs> into position silly. to create mismatches on defense. Like, Kyle Pitts is an athletic freak. True. Like yeah. we're just. I think like, I think they should just move him to wide receiver. I don't know why we're playing around with this tight end nonsense. Just put him out. But he can block. And let him play. I know he can block. He can block though. He I, let him run. Block. I think he's fine. Run, I think he's fine at tight end. You know why they don't use him? You know why he can block? I Because he was in an Arthur Smith offense. Honestly, I think I I think blocking is a waste of Kyle Pitts' talent. Yeah, I agree. Because he's yeah. You want a tight end? Take take Brock Bowers at eight. Whoa! No. And and put Kyle Pitts at wide receiver. I love that. I'm thinking outside the box here. I'm just saying. Falcons I, I, quarterback. Falcons I, quarterback. I, Jaden Daniels. I don't I think, think that it could do that. We got to see. We really got to see Desmond Ritter with a real coordinator. But here's yeah, here's I the agree. thing. Morris doesn't have to use Desmond Ritter. It's not his guy. Arthur Smith drafted him. Yes, he didn't look good. I wouldn't yeah. blame him at eight. Jaden Daniels. Okay. Jane, well, if Jane Daniels is there, Penix, Penix, JJ McCarthy, no, not JJ McCarthy. Why not? He's not a first round pick. He is though. Not over them. He's championship pedigree. Yeah, but you could say that about Stetson Bennett, and he wasn't a first round pick. Hey, hey, Carson Wentz to Atlanta. I th- but I think, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Carson Wentz. No, it's true. Carson Wentz to Atlanta. I mean, so, I don't know. could come in. Well, I'm just saying because Raheem is familiar. He spent he spent eight weeks with him. I also think or JJ showed five, more than six, five or six than Stetson Bennett, though. JJ McCarthy. Yeah, oh, I'm a J- I love JJ McCarthy. He's, I know you do. Yeah, he's. I think he's, he's a baller, but I don't think he's a first round. Player. But he'll step up. Like in the we saw, he won't be even this be. even this postseason in the bright lights. He will step up and make the throw he has to. Yeah. And even even in the national championship, he made those throws. His guys just didn't help him out. He did, but he had the most all like quarterback friendly offense you could possibly be in though. And that's why he's that's his fault. Why? It's I'm not saying it's his fault, but I'm saying I I think he's probably like the sixth best quarterback in the draft mm-hmm. behind Bo Nix. That's a that's behind a, Penix, behind Daniels, behind Williams and May. Knicks. I don't like May, but that's just me. He's way higher. May, May, did, May didn't is way why higher. He's not going to go to first three rounds. Why is that? Well, at least first two. The very first play of the Rose Bowl. I don't. Remember. I don't remember. It was it was the pick that was out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Like I like. <laughs> well, in the most, in the what are you going to do? I'm, I just think the biggest throws. Okay. I just but think he didn't though. He was dotting up. He, he Ohio State and the rest of the Bama yeah, game. Yeah, I mean he beat Ohio State three years in a row. I don't know how like you saw him beat you guys three times, especially once in Ohio, in the in the horseshoe. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I don't think we need. I don't think JJ McCarthy deserves the trash talk. I don't. I'm not no, saying trash talk, but I'm saying there's a lot of guys better. I'm saying that he's going to be a system guy that you plug him into San Fran. He's going to do exactly what Purdy's doing. That's true, but Purdy's not disagree. going anywhere. He's way more athletic. Than I disagree. Not gonna lie. You put JJ McCarthy right now in your offense, he's doing better than Brady. Giants no, might, no, yo, no, Giants I don't think might better. He might do like a solid job, but I don't know about better. So Carolina? 
<sighs> you could go to Carolina. No, I was, I was talking about Dave Canales. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sure, we can move I on. I was progressing, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, a similar situation to the Falcons. So Fran- the Panthers good? Oh, well, I'll tell you in just a second. Frank Reich, <laughs> totally he went 41-43 of as a head coach. Chris Tabor, he went 1-5 after Reich was fired. Uh, Dave Canales comes in. Oh, the so Canales. Bucks. He he was yeah. with the Seattle Seahawks from 2010 to 2022. He was their linebackers coach. He was assistant head coach. He was almost everything on the defensive side. You can, uh, I'm sorry, the offensive side that you can think of, not linebackers coach. Um, and uh, last season went to work as the Bucks OC. We saw what happened with did a great Baker. job. Did a, yeah, did a great job. Great. And uh, now he gets. Well, this kind of came as a surprise. Like I feel like this was kind of an under the radar thing, but yeah. the Panthers—they bag, have cleared house. They signed Dave Canales. They brought in Dan Morgan as a GM. They brought in Harold Goodwin. They yeah, brought Dan in. Morgan was his guy. Dan Morgan was he, his guy. He played under him, or he played with him, something like that. Up in Seattle. I think as long as yes. Tepper is still there, it's not going to be okay. Like they're not. Gonna. <sighs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. Well, so well, so here's the thing. They also he also he just brought in uh, like three other people from the Bucks organization. I mean, Harold, Her- Harold Goodwin. He's the, he's his assistant HC and run game coordinator. He was, over, that's what he was with the Bucks. Same with Joe Gilbert. He brought him over from the Bucks. So he, he's just bringing in his guys, his team. And, and I think it's, I think it's going to work out. Honestly, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does, you know, with Bryce young. They They've got, got a lot of work to do. I Carolina. think he, he's going to so be much. very good with Bryce young. Uh, get him offensive weapons. Again, same thing I said about the Patriots. Don't expect playoffs next year. No, this is like a, s- you a need s- five, six win season, maybe. Yeah, you, which is a is win. Like that's that's a good thing. Compared for them. to 10, 15, right. you just gotta look competitive. That's all you gotta do. Because like it, they look like a JV team this past they were season. Bad. They it was bad. it was absolutely the fact terrible. that they they got two wins is actually incredible. Yeah, it was. It was. Who was it? The Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons. Uh, the were Falcons they won nine and, the, and the Texans. And the Texans, where they 13, won thirteen, 12. twelve. Play calling has a lot to do with it. I think Bryce Young getting the ball out of his hands and uh, uh, Canales being able to have Bryce Young play on time. This is not the Bill O'Brien like. I had the best O-line in the league a couple years ago at Bama, so Bryce Young can just run around in circles and have all this time. No. And in the NFL, you have to play on time. You got to play on time. You got to play on schedule. And you have to scheme around timing and the quarterback's strengths. I mean, you don't come out just trying to have Bryce Young slinging it. Get him a couple hitches, get him a couple outs, get him some stuff to get him going, and then you go from there. I didn't see a whole lot of that this year from the Panthers, and, I mean, they were all over the place. So yeah, I mean, I they expect, changed OC yeah, coaching philosophies five times. I expect calling, I expect five times to, like to fit more his play style. I mean, he's, he's also going to have to get bigger. He's going to have to put on weight. He's going to have to get stronger. Like, all of the True. instincts, everything, the sense of urgency, all of that is going to have to be ramped up. And I know that Canales is the guy for that because, I mean, let's just call it Bryce Young. When he's out there, he just looks like there's no sense of urgency. Not like, even that. I just think he lost trust in the O-line, and he lost trust in the offense. I mean, you could see throughout the year just the, progr- the progression of the year, he just less and less time he is – Going through his reads, and he's more just like, I don't want to get hit. McDonald just got hired. Just for the Seahawks. For the Seahawks, he just got hired. Yeah, 
I didn't see anything. Well, expected to hire, but it's breaking news. Oh, we... No, but like that. a minute ago, it just came out like he's the NFL's youngest head coach now. Oh, good job, Mike. I like that hire. That's a good hire. It is a good hire. Wait, for the Seahawks? Yeah. Well, there you go, man. That leaves... It's a very good hire. Well, he's going to get a good OC now. Quinn going to Commanders. I mean, he's probably. I, don't think he pro- would, I, I, I mean, we'll see. Dan, I think Dan I have Quinn's no idea who's going to go to the Commanders. Too. After that, after that playoff game, I think Dan Quinn lost his head coaching opportunities for this year. Yeah, I thought the same thing because that was like the yeah, game where it's like. Yeah. Why don't they just promote Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, that's yeah, right. I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, why what? Either. What is, is he just like? Actually, no, I don't want a job. I don't think that's for true. For the past that's four the years, and he left. Yeah, I mean, linemen. They just need linemen. They need a lot more than linemen. They need I mean, linemen, linebackers. Wait, what are we talking about right now? I don't know. The commanders? All over the place. Well, hold on. Let's let's finish let's finish talking about the, the Panthers. What was I now, and then we'll talk about the Seahawks and the commanders. So, I was going to say, for Dave Canales, I, I think we mentioned how I think he's going to be good for Bryce Young. Um, and what, what you mentioned about Tepper. Tepper can't fire him year one. Tepper's got to realize this is this is at least a three-year thing. And after three years, if you haven't made the playoffs or you're not, like, do the same thing that the Falcons did with Arthur Smith. If you're not making the playoffs, you're not showing any progression, you're losing the locker room, then, yeah, fire him. Yeah. But don't fire him after a one-in-ten year. And I think, or especially like what they did to the Reich. Who, 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 wait, Tepper? They, they fired, he fired Frank Reich after a one-in-ten start. And that's, and that's just, like, showing that, like, you just don't. And I mean, Chris Tabor went one and five from there, like uh, right. Yeah. But at that point, they were dead, dead right. in the water. That's that's what I mean. And it, it, it also matter. doesn't well, help. Like there was a lot Frank, of stuff. Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. That's yes. the big thing that kept like, coming. That from. Is, that he he said, "I want C.J. Stroud." And David Tepper, who doesn't know anything about football, said, "You know what? No, I want Bryce Young because that's what everyone's telling me to get." All these ten advisees that he did. It was to. the entire offense that wanted Stroud. Yeah, I it mean, was Josh literally. McCown, I, Josh McCown told him like, "Oh, there's a lot of hoops in Carolina." Yeah, we were talking you. about playing basketball together. So it's like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know either. So it's it's. And Bryce Young probably felt like, "Wow, I don't even. I'm not even wanted." Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I mean, my we'll, coach don't even want me. We'll, we'll have to see, and and I think I think that it's going to be an improved offense. They're going to have to bring in. And I think they have to bring in another running back, though, and another yeah. wide receiver. Well, Miles Sanders, what are you talking about? And Chuba, Chuba Hubbard isn't terrible. Chuba Hubbard is still in no, the rookie I, contract, I, too, so that's fine. I agree, but I think I think they, they need they, – like, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard started to pick up at the end of the season. But Chuba, Chuba. I think they need I think they need, uh, I think they need another guy. And I think wide receiver should be their priority. Yeah. And they gotta they got to make sure they retain Brian Burns. Well, uh, he wants to stay there. I know. So that's one good thing. The I last two years, Brian Burns over Chase hey, JC Horn so bad, really good. Too bad. Yeah, too bad. But I wanted. But anyway. Yeah. Well, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Breaking news, as we just said. Uh, so we knew Pete Carroll was out. He went one seventy, one twenty, and one as a head coach in the NFL. That was an interesting situation, by the way. It was because it was Pete like because he they kind of like forced him to. They did. To he wanted to, to stay, office. but he's also so old that he was just like okay. And before Harbaugh got fired, there was a lot of people going, hey, he might go back down to L.A. People are ready to change the page. They're ready to change the page. 
Yeah. The same Pete Carroll every single year, the mediocre, oh, we just got by, oh, we're a pretty good team, but we're just not there yet. How many years are you going to keep doing the same thing? So owners are going to start turning the page like, okay, you're 70 something years old, go relax, go enjoy retirement. Like, well, he's still with the not, team. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's still in, with the he's team, in the front you don't office. Have to coach the team. You don't have to He'll coach probably the be team. on the field. And, I, and, I, and I, the, the Seahawks field. have been in the same position for the last, what, two, three years. And I think, uh, what, like a lot of teams, a lot of owners are just ready to turn the page. They're ready for something new. Like, how many more years are you going to keep going with the same mediocrity? I mean, yeah, they made some good acquisitions. I mean, uh, uh, the rookie receiver, Smith and Jigma good i mean kenny walker when he stays healthy he's good but at the end of the day like it's the same thing every year they're i also think paying geno smith yeah you was... paid geno smith i mean i don't hey it is what it is i mean it's, it's the same it's the same thing the we time, did with like at the time I mean, I they guess, only paid him for what two years or three three years at million. the time i guess he deserved it last year's probably more. but I mean, uh, like I said, it's the same thing that we did with Blake Bortles, except at least Blake Bortles won playoff games. So, like, he kind of justified that, his his next contract. Like, Geno Smith, yeah, you got him to the playoffs at 9-8, and and it was a cool story, but in reality, I mean, you got blown out in the the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I think they should go quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) It It took me a second there. It took me a second there, but okay. But, like... I just I, I not that I didn't want Geno Smith to go back because I think that would have been a I think it was a good fit. Let Drew Lock start, but it was just like you don't need to give him hundred million. Drew played well, man. I would know. He's Honestly, not, I don't know why Drew Lock didn't just end the season after the Eagles game. Just Geno Smith. <sighs> True. Yeah, watching that game is hard. I didn't about? even want the Seahawks to win. The Seahawks Eagles. I, I did. Well, I didn't. I didn't want them to win. I wanted. DK, I, mean, I wanted like, DK Metcalf to get. 2.3 fantasy points. And he didn't? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. Good. He definitely didn't. At that, at that point, him. I was like, whatever. Because uh, Bradbury. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, why isn't he cut yet? Okay. Anyway. No, but anyway. Mike McDonald. Anyway, uh, trade candidate. Had okay. the best defense this year. Get a seventh. Those guys fool around. I think he goes to another young athletic defense up in Seattle. Oh, yeah. He's going to use Devin yeah. Witherspoon, Jamal Adams. Yeah, Hopefully he, he stays. Will. I would love to see Jamal Adams in that defense. No. I don't think Seahawks fans want to see him in that defense. He's not a bad player. He had a pretty it'll bad be, year. Be more competitive he was not good this year. He was injured though. Yeah, like, he, he just, just like he he's just running can't around. get out of injuries. He's literally just running around out there though. He's not doing like, anything. Well, every time I like Jamal Adams, what his first game back was the Eagles game, and he played like he played four snap snaps and then was yeah. and then Got concussion. Yeah, like so it's it's not like he's bad. He, he, I mean he. Yeah, but I from think what I they should draft year. a safety. Oh no! They'll, they'll they probably because they got two corners solidified. Tariq Weather- Bolin took a, took a step back, but I think he's still a good corner. Is a dog, yeah, he's very good. We asking me if I was the Ravens, I wouldn't have let Mike McDaniel go. I would have fired John Harbaugh, and wow. I would have promoted McDaniel wow. McDonald to the head coaching position. That's just me. That's tough. I don't know the the. <laughs> Harbaugh's just such a like a weird situation because he's we everybody knows that he's a good coach, but it's like you can't get oh. there. And what it's been ten years since you got there. So and yeah, I remember he's had competitive years though. He's had competitive year, but you could say that about every other coach where they're competitive. 
Well, this is his first AFC Par- Championship was, since when? Paraway was saying fire him after the game. Time is running Who? out. Who? Paraway. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was because what, seriously, this was their first AFC Championship in how long? The Ravens. Yeah. Since uh, since, since the Titans game. Home. That wasn't a that AFC Championship. That was the first game. That was the divisional right, 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 round. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. What did they play the Broncos in the AFC Championship? Yeah. But that was ten years ago. Yeah, so. yeah. Flacco v. Mi- oh, dude, actually one of the best games ever of all time in the, in the, in the history. Jacoby Jones. Actually one of the best games. That ever. wasn't the Broncos. Though. That was a divisional. Then who they played? No, Patriots. That was the. No. No, yes. no, you've got it backwards. I think. No, yeah, because they, they, they went the back to back AFC championships, both in New England. New England won the first oh, one because right, 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 Billy right, right, Cundiff right, went right. yanks to the right, uh, just like uh, Tyler Bass. But then the second one, they kind of yo uh, the slander out of nowhere. He deserves it. Though. Well, yes. With, with yes. all that being said, Washington Commanders, what's up? They stink. Well, what's going Nothing. on? Everything they about that doing? They should might as well stinks. get demoted to the UFL. I, I hope <laughs> the UFL. Bring the, is, are the defenders coming in? The DC defenders? I would root for the DC defenders. Yeah, I would. Okay. Over them. Yeah. I, don't count the 49, I don't count the commanders out because they have a great, great hire in Adam Peters. And I just know that yeah. his devotion to decision-making and personnel changes, it don't happen overnight. So when he when he moves, he moves with intent. When he makes decisions, he moves with intent. He does everything. Everything's intentional. So I'm expecting some big splashes. Now, are there going to be some famous names that we like that we thought or would want? Maybe not. But best believe, don't don't they got the guy uh, Myers from the the Warriors too? Bob Myers, yeah. This like these are guys that have like a resume of building yeah um from the ground up so this situation to them i don't think is anything foreign anything new anything that they can't like this if anything this is this is their this is their forte so i'm not counting the 40 uh, uh the, the commanders out yeah they've done nothing yet um and like they I said, have a lot I mean, they to have figure all out all the time in the world they have a lot to figure out, though. Like Other than the wide receiver, the they have well, a lot to figure out. I don't out. think well, they have a lot to figure out. I really don't. Because I, I agree. I don't think they have a lot to figure out because they took us to the wire two games, and it's been a few well, that's games a where that's division. Yeah, I don't mean that's nothing. The thing about them is they're so competitive in something. a lot of games, right. and it's it just does, like I agree. Division games. You have, you have a team that's already competitive, and they just need a piece here and a piece there. Well, let's think. What who who's left? Right, Dan Quinn's out there. Bill Belichick's out there. Brian Johnson's still out there, I guess. I guess Todd Steve Munkin, Wilkes, Steve Wilkes. I don't see Todd Munkin leaving. I don't see Steve Wilkes Brian leaving. Johnson. Steve Wilkes. <laughs> Brian Johnson just, only, just interviewed for the Bucks. The OC only today. one that I can see and I would actually enjoy would be Steve Spagnuolo. He's not leaving nowhere. Chiefs. He, he doesn't nowhere. want to. So for real, for I, but options. here's the other thing: I can see because Andy. Ben if if the Chiefs win, I can see Andy Reid retiring and Steve Spagnuolo being. I could also coach. see that. I, that was you know I could also but. see that. We just, I, I, I'm just not sure Shanahan. what they're supposed to do. So what, oh, also Mike, Mike Vrabel, mean? Mike Vrabel, but I don't know if they want to go from a defensive guy to another defensive guy. What do the commanders they need? They do. They need. They, they need, need old line help guy. first. and foremost. O line corners. corners. They do they need, need corners. Safeties. I mean, you got Forbes. Are you really going to draft another corner? Are you? They so might. Are you going to get a guy in there? I mean, I know they shouldn't have drafted him, but you drafted him, so you going to get a guy in there that knows how to work with him. 
I mean, Dan Quinn is a good guy at getting no names and building a name, building a resume for himself. He's, a, True. he's good at it. Look what he look what he did this year. I'm not saying that. Drawn bland. Like I'm not saying that you even keep Forbes at corner. Maybe you Whoa. don't. Where are you playing though, punter? Where do you play him? You put him in the weight room first. <laughs> you play him in the weight room. Other than yeah. corner, where is he gonna play? You put him in the weight room. Yeah, you know you need. He just definitely you, doesn't have hands. You put him in the weight room, and they gotta go linemen. Yeah, they, they're gonna have to go linemen. That's the simple answer first. Right, and I don't even really think they need because their offense is okay. They've they've proven they don't need no big name top five quarterback. Yeah, how looks very good. Yeah, but there's the, whoever comes in, you already know they're gonna want their own quarterback. I say give him one more year under your system. Nah, this is not. Because you still, you still got Eric Beter running the offense. So, I mean. What if the new guy doesn't hire him, though? Huh? Hire the enemy? Yeah. What, what is he going to do, fire him? I mean, he doesn't have to keep on the staff that's there. Yeah, I'm surprised right now, that Bienemy didn't get like a interview. Yeah, he didn't something. get like any. He had he's had one interview with the Commanders. Yeah, that's, right that's now, been reported. Bienemy is but. the OC, and I who's see their D, is there who's their DC? Him and Sam. Like, him him was, and Sam DC Stoke. It doesn't matter. It was um. It wasn't Riverboat Ron. It was. No, it was the dude that used to be the Raiders coach. And maybe they just need, maybe they need a fresh. He got fired. He got fired. Maybe a fresh defensive coordinator is terrible. Yeah, uh, it was the old Jacks coach too. Oh yeah, they did. They fired Jack Del Rio, so they still need a DC. Yeah. Right. So maybe they. Need, they also like, fired the D backs coach. And when yeah. you look at yeah, when you look sense. at what Eric B did, I don't necessarily think that you just get him out of there. I don't. I think I'm it not could. saying that it can't happen. I'm just saying I don't. If, if Dan Quinn comes there, you know, number one, the defensive side of the ball is gonna get revamped. That is true. I, I mean, like, look, I would like to see Anthony Weaver be a DC there. Um, or Denard Wilson. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He he's wouldn't gonna leave the Ravens to go DC somewhere nope. else. Well, he's he's not even a DC there. Though. I know, but I think he's about to be. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, because who are the Ra- who are the Ravens gonna hire? Who I like? Like we got to go back to who who's even out there. Right. I mean, Sean Desai. They're definitely gonna Matt hire. Patricia, they're definitely gonna hire. Within. Like. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it, the Ravens are gonna, gonna be Denard Wilson. Somebody within that. Yeah. Within that. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they promote bad. someone and the other person leaves because I know Denard Wilson was looking at the DC job in Tennessee. Should have never. Should have. Should have never fired him. Dude. Or yeah, let him go. And I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's something about the Commanders that's telling me that they are they're, in better hands. I agree. Than they were in. But we, like, we, we got to see. Right. And and maybe I, they make a, a free agency splash. Who knows? They're not the Could money. They make a trade. Whoa. They're on the money. Like, who, they who are they the paying? Money. That's why they traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Okay, who are they? Well, we, I, oh, bro, I can't believe they traded Montez Sweat. They're paying Jerron Payne. Oh, Jerron Payne, yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin. They is got, Zach Harrison still there? Or is he with the... He's with Atlanta. Okay. That's the Ohio State yes. pass rusher, right? Or was? Yeah. Uh, they're John paying... Who else are they paying? They're paying a corner. They're paying their secondary. They got to pay the Jameen Davis. If you want to, they got a lot to do. The yeah, Commanders have, have a lot of work to do. That's why they traded guys like Sweat and Chase Young because they knew they weren't going to pay them. I, but it, but it's like you said, Walter. I just said that, and it's like no, they really don't have as much work as I they think. They don't. <laughs> you have a run game, number one. You have an established run game. Somehow, without O line, they do. I mean, the running backs are good. Game. Brian Johnson is a good back. 
I like Brian Robinson. You're able to run the ball against Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson is not a good OC or a good running back. Brian Johnson. We'll see where he goes, man. I mean, the only one who's... I can't believe you'll be an OC again. The only one... Dude, Bucks Bucks interviewed him. Antonio Gibson's a free agent. Oh, true. So, I mean, you get a good... A good backup in there. I mean, Gibson is also I could see the major trade. Um, I could see, I could see Austin Eckler maybe. Boom. That's all. That's that you gotta boom. pay him though, right? That's and true. do you really want to pay? I don't think he's gonna for get a backup role. Let's be honest. Slow. I think he. I think he might. He'd thrive in a backup role, honestly. But with all that being said, we're gonna move into the next break of the afternoon when we come back. I want to do some college basketball action. You're currently tuned into the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Grand Hazleton. Don't go nowhere. Next hour, coming up next. And welcome back. Currently tuned into the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Uh, Gav, Walter had to exit, so just me and Marty. But in case you ever miss a live show, in case you ever pop in late, you want to catch something that happened earlier in the show, you can always visit us on Spotify and and Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) At WCLH, the Letterman. Uh, Shows usually go up about either the day at, uh, the day after or all three at the end of the week same goes for spotify and apple music and if you want to catch any other content you can catch us on twitter or instagram at wclh the letterman you can catch us tonight everyone. actually calling a college basketball game i was just about to get there you can catch us tonight game starts at seven or six thirty i believe seven Is i want to get there at six thirty i think it starts at seven all right well i'll get there at six thirty yeah. You'll get there. You as the people will get there at about 650, 6.55. We'll get a little pregame. A little yeah. pregame. Girls basketball game. It's a big one. To come off a win at Juniata. They need it for the stay, you know, relevant in the conference. So I think As we talked about last Friday. last Friday. Yes. It all comes full circle, Marty. It all comes full circle. <laughs> and although it's a little bit away, next Friday you'll have Nicholas Volpone on the mic. For the wrestling match. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Saturday, you're going to hear us. And, oh. and Saturday, perhaps. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We got we got, we <coughs> got a lot going on. We'll you see. Don't. We'll see who's on. We'll see who's not. We'll see what games are happening. But this is cool we'll, we'll iron out the... Yeah, that's a... Uh, camera, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> selfie, tripod. selfie stick? Tripod? Selfie stick, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, Gab was, Gab was messing with it earlier, so... I think that's how it's supposed to work. Boom. Yeah. No, that, that doesn't seem very... No, they're supposed to be... Anyway, I'm just going to put it down. Uh, yeah. How about that? That's probably a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, some men's NCAA men's college basketball. Division one. Uh, going to have... Going to react to two games from yesterday. Going to talk about two games coming up in uh, one today, one later in this The Marquette week. game made me sad. The Marquette game made you sad? If you, know, you know. if you know, you know. You know, I was actually running on the treadmill this morning um, at uh, the Marquette game. Highlights we're playing. I mean, it's a great game. Vitnova, uh, they came out slow start. I know it's not on the docket, but no, it's all right. No worries. Slow Let's start. Talk about it. 
Uh, I mean, I can't I can't go a day without watching Big East basketball. So, but you they, can't. I, I mean, it was basketball. a good game, right? I mean, Nova. I mean, they were only back eight coming into the into the second, uh, half, second half, which was I mean. actually off of a thirteen to two run to end the last four minutes of the half. So, really impressive to make it a game. Just didn't have enough juice to compete with Marquette, which. But it was only a five point loss, eighty five yeah. to eighty. So, and I think, especially with how Nova's been playing the last couple weeks, that you'll take that against a top ten team, and hopefully they could build upon that and get a higher seed going to more conference play because I think if I'm not mistaken they're four and six in the conference so they're pretty much out of the top two race with that is correct Seton Hall Marquette and UConn yeah I went over the standings on Monday's show but yeah that is currently where they stand uh in the Big East yeah, they got they got some work to do. I mean, and the Big East is St. John's, Providence, Butler, Xavier, all on top. I was going to say Big East is a lot deeper than more recent years, and especially with Nova going down and the rest of the Big East kind of trending up. Yeah, I mean every it's not, team not, not fun for them. Every team except for Georgetown and DePaul, who are below Nova, uh, have double digit wins. We so. don't talk about them. <laughs> I mean, those, yeah, those I mean are, you could see why. Yeah, we uh, we face. I want to say we face Georgetown today. Actually, no. uh, I I UConn? Like, no, you, you face Providence. Oh, Providence. Fun fact about Georgetown before we actually get talking about this. Uh, in um, <laughs> in a Madden, when you have like the creative character. Yeah. So this, uh, the local area that I'm from, <laughs> it's called Georgetown. So uh, when I like made my creative character, I, I put my college as Georgetown because like, yeah, that's where I'm from. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's just a little fun fact for you. Fun fact. Um, Steven's play, play by play character, or my player character. Yeah. Player character. He was a wide receiver. He wore number seventeen. Had the arm sleeve. You know what it be. The arm sleeve for the yeah. Eagles. Uh, no, I got drafted by the Titans. Actually. Oh. Anyway. This was this was Madden eighteen. So Marcus Mariota was was dotting me up. But anyways, back into the action. Uh, yesterday's matchup: number three, North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, went in to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets home, and they lost by a one-point game. Uh, going into halftime, it was 37-37. I couldn't believe it. Came out, UNC only scored 36. Yellow Jackets came out and scored 37. And it, it is important to note that this was off a last-second game winner. That's what I saw. Yeah, no, this was... Yeah, no, this was not a game. No, Baycott... Got bullied a lot of the game. He's been getting bullied a lot. Like he's just not improved as a rebounder as I thought he would. No, not at all. Comes the season end. And here's the and you know he he had nine rebounds, but leading leading stats for the game. Uh, Harrison Ingram uh, he had the most minutes and he had the most rebounds with thirteen. Yeah. And then our R.J. Davis. I mean, he had twenty eight points, which led everybody in the game. Um, but I, had five I'm sure it wasn't efficient. Was it less than forty percent shooting? Uh, the shooting on that for R.J. Davis was he was eleven of twenty-four, which is it's just below forty. It's yeah. just below fifty percent. Yeah, okay, that's not bad then. You can't really fault him. No, it was just three-point percentage. I didn't uh, really his look at that. Three-point. He was uh, three of eight. So also just below fifty percent. 
can't you can't really fault him then i guess no and then three of four from the free throw i know because i saw the text from paraway that he was like rj davis nba him or something i don't know he said something yeah i mean listen rj rj davis played a great game and i mean he was you know one of the only reasons because nobody else on this team scored above double digit points but for the yellow jackets completely different story i mean uh, they had their leading scorer for the game, um, uh, Kyle Sturdivant. He was off the bench and he had 18 points. Uh, Nate George he had 16. Um, Kelly he had 15. So this was a lot of moving the ball around and then another guy off the bench. Um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Claude. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name. He led the team in rebounds with eight. So you know, two bench players leading some very important stats and then only one starter uh i mean he led in uh, nate george led minutes and then second in points so and four assists as well he led the team with four assists but you know it was a back and forth game the entire time and this is you know you talk about divisional or conference games or whatever the case may be but in the acc this is a great win for the yellow jackets who now have double digit wins had nine coming into the game so i think the good good momentum for the yellow jackets unfortunately i don't really think they're going to do too much with it in the grand scheme of things but this is a no. bad loss for the tar heels yeah i mean that's first loss in conference play which is a bad look especially their next matchup if i'm not mistaken february is yeah it's home against duke which is Probably the, game. the biggest rivalry in all of college basketball. Yeah, Duke currently ranked seventh. Yeah, and Duke, they're right there with, um, they're right, they're right there with North Carolina. So this is their next game is now for the lead in the ACC uh, standings. Uh, no. or UNC is no, no, going to no, have no. a half a game, but yeah, Duke's going to have that that game favor. Like, okay, if we tie. Yeah, if if Duke wins that uh, their next game before North Carolina, they'll have uh, one game. They'll have the one game. Like yeah. they'll be tied in overall record. But and, then but, and, but then Duke will be leading and all yeah. that. But so this is huge game going to UNC, and they're kind of falling flat on their face going into it. While Duke, they've been kind of. I mean, after the pick game, they've been kind of on a roll. Had a close game against Clemson last Saturday, but Monday took care of business on the road against Virginia Tech. So they get a couple. They get an extra day off to prepare for this UNC matchup. It's going to be a tough one. Sadly, we won't be. Will we be able to watch it? Oh, we will. We'll be Goat. probably just leaving the uh, Wilkes game. That's Good stuff, Marty. Good Thank stuff. You. It's at six thirty. Not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no. I mean, it, tough loss for UNC. You can't. You can't lose against opponents like that. No, and you can't, especially lesser tier like Georgia Tech. Yeah. Now, I will say, it's conference play. It is. It S- is. Stuff like that happens all the time. Trust me, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, we, we, lost have... a, we lost a Seton Hall, and then they haven't done anything after they beat us. So, it just happens. You just got to kind of deal with it. UConn's still ranked one, though. So. Yeah, but... I mean, our, our only two losses of the year were on the were both on the road. One was at at the time number one Kansas, and then 
Seton Hall. I don't think they were ranked, but they were ranked the week after. Yeah. And that was um, – thank God we did not have a show then because that was the worst coach game in Dan, Hurley, Dan Hurley's tenure at, at UConn. By far. By far. It was – they just didn't show up to play. Donovan Klingon got hurt. It was it was just awful. I can I can rant on that about that game, but we don't, you, have, we don't have enough time in the day for me to rant. <laughs> are you going to see a UConn game this year? I saw a couple. You did. I saw right. one after saw the Manhattan game Thanksgiving weekend. I saw the game after Seton Hall, which was St. John's. That was a good bounce back game. That's what that, I I knew we were fine after that when I saw that. Just the grit that we had. And then I saw the, I think it was Georgetown game. I don't know. We, we beat up on some opponent. Yeah. It was like 83-59. Oh, that sounds like, that sounds like my Madden alma mater for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I know we have another game on the docket before that one. Yeah. Uh, last night, uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks, who I'm surprised weren't ranked coming into this game, unranked. Uh, they beat number five Tennessee, uh, 63 to 59. They'll be ranked after that one. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, they have a six and two conference record now, and they had but before this game, uh, they were five and two coming into this game, and before this game overall record, they were 17 and three. So I'm not sure why they weren't, but yeah, I mean, I don't even think they're getting looked or. In the bracketology, I think they're like an eight seed. Yes. Which is, I mean, coming into the year, no one had, I don't even think anyone, they were an afterthought of the SEC. 100%. Especially for uh, basketball. And, I mean, they've been impressive so far. They, they've they really shown, like, hey, yeah, no, we, we're here to compete. I don't care about the Alabamas, the Kentuckys, the Arkansas, Auburns. Like, no, we're here. We can compete with them. Yeah, I mean, uh, going over some of the stats here, Talon Cooper, he led the tee, um, <clears throat> led the Gamecocks in points with 18, also 33 minutes. And then uh, Mishi Johnson, he led the team with six rebounds, six assists, and two steals. For Tennessee, um, Dalton Necht had 31 points, uh, led the team in minutes with 34, and also seven rebounds. Then J.J. James, he had three assists and two steals. But... A very different story again. I mean, South Carolina, they had uh, Cooper had 18 points, like I said. Mack had 16. And then off the bench, Stute had 13. You know, they had three guys with above, uh, nearly all above 15 points. But for Tennessee, aside from uh, Necht and then Viscovi had 10, it was, you know, the production only came from those two guys, which can be tough. And I mean, that, you know, Cooper, he had a three-point late. Uh, which secured the essentially secured the lead over ten, uh, Tennessee when it was sixty to fifty nine. So, yeah, I mean a tough gritty win on the road, uh, a second top ten win in the last week for them, uh, beating yeah. Kentucky on January twenty third. Yeah, I mean that boosts them. Now they're second in the SEC, only point five game back from Bama. And well, they did lose to Bama earlier in January, seventy four forty seven, which. Not pretty not rough. Really. Yeah, no. That, the, yeah, if we go, going through their schedule, they didn't really play anyone tough. If I'm being honest, I mean they played. Uh, well, they they won the Arizona tip-off campus game, whatever that is. So, so well, no. There's like a bunch of tournaments in the start of the year for 
teams to face yeah. each other. Like the, I've heard you heard of the Maui Invitational, um, the Bahamas. I forget what the Bahamas one is, but um, I mean they played VMI, DePaul, and Grand Canyon. Who who are those? Like come <laughs> I on. I know what the Paul is, and they haven't won a Big East Conference game. Shout out Grand Canyon. Whoever, I don't even know, dude. So, I mean, they, they didn't have a tough schedule. They lost to Clemson, but that's, again, a rivalry game. So I don't really, like, okay. And they played them close. They lost 72-67. But then, yeah, I mean, they're. I can see why they're not ranked, but I think after the last week, especially after the last week, beating teams like Kentucky and Tennessee, they'll be ranked. And Tennessee, like, disappointing. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, to start the year, they went 4-0, and then they had three very tough back-to-back games against, at the time, number two Purdue, number one Kansas, and number 17 North Carolina that they all lost. Um, but Worked themselves back up to top five in the country. Yeah, I mean, beat 20 Illinois, 22 Ole Miss uh, along the way, but then they lost to unranked Mississippi State and just recently unranked South Carolina. So, And... Coming up next, their next game in three days, they got to go to Kentucky. Which is, yeah, no. So this that's, that's going to be a tough game for them. This is going to be a tough game. I guess I see them losing that game, and I see them dropping heavily in the rankings. Oh, I agree. And, I but agree. This, is, this has been Tennessee the last three, four years, as long as I can remember. I mean, they're a tough-nosed defensive team. They always have guys who can play good man-to-man defense, but their offense lacks. It happened last year. I remember they won a game in overtime, like 54-51. How do you win a game in overtime and only score 54 points? It's it's impressive that your defense only gave up 51 in 45 minutes, but come on. like. And I that's, think that, that says more about your offense than it does. I mean, obviously, it says a lot about your defense, but it says more about your offense. Yeah, and it's it seems like again we've come to that situation where their defense is good but their defense cannot help with their offense and i mean we'll see how the rest of the season goes especially now going into february i mean this is where the real teams start to show up like i expect kentucky to kind of run through the sec now going going into february oh i <clears throat> run through i'm not sure i think i mean it, don't get me wrong sec is a tough conference I mean, you have Again, South Carolina is going to be ranked. Ole Miss, I don't think they're in the rankings right now, but uh, they were. Florida, they're always going to be a good team. Georgia, they compete well. Even Arkansas, yeah, they're one and six in the conference, but Arkansas has been known to having a pretty good basketball program the last couple of years, so they're going to compete. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, it's this. It's going to be interesting going farther into February and into the season. See what happens. But that's a huge one for South Carolina. They're they're setting up well for maybe a surprise SEC uh, championship run. Yeah, I agree. Moving into these two game predictions we got. Touched on it before. Providence Friars, 14-6 overall, 5-4 in the Big East, going to the number one UConn Huskies, 8-2, 8-1 in the conference, heavily favored in this game. Uh, in terms of stats leaders, uh, Carter currently leads. So for both teams, there's one player who leads uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Carter with 18.6 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game. Then on the terms uh, for Providence, and then for the Huskies, 
Newton with 15.8 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game, and 5.8 assists per game. Yeah, no, I can. I mean, I could talk way too many good things about this team. Uh, one addition that I will talk about is Donovan Clinton coming back and just bringing that defensive pressure that we need to download. Not that Samson didn't have good defense. He's a very athletic big, and I think having him as a backup center is just extremely lucky in our instance. But Klingon is a huge help, both on the offensive and defensive side. I would say more on the defensive side, as I think now coming later to the season, we've seen Stefan Castle take more of a role. Alex Carabin, yeah, he had a bit of a, a rough patch late December, early January, but I think he's found his groove now. I think last week he had 28 points at some in one of the games. Um Tristan Newton, he's a do-it-all guy. This this guy is just since I, I can't even say since Kemba because Kemba did not do what Tristan Newton did. Tristan Newton is a just one of a kind basketball player, great teammate, does all the dirty work while being the number one guy in your offense. It's it's actually impressive what he does in such an underrated part of this offense. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think for Providence, it's it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I know when you're looking at the Big East standings, uh, Providence they're currently <clears throat> ranked fifth behind, obviously. Oh, I'm sorry, ranked sixth. Um, the tie, right they're tied. They're tied fifth with St. John's. Yeah, tied fifth with St. John's and Seton Hall right above them, and then Creighton, Marquette, who are both ranked 13 and nine respectively, and then number one UConn. Um, who is obviously their opponent for this game. I, I think it's going to be a tall task. But <clears throat> I will say, I think I think Providence is going to make it a little bit closer um, than you might imagine. Uh, this is this is a rivalry game. Right. It, so you Providence know, he, doesn't like us. We don't like them. It, it's it's this is just a hate rivalry. We just they're 100 miles south in Rhode Island. We just don't like them. Yeah, I mean I and, I mean UConn's got 82 points per game. Providence got 74.2. I think it's going to be, and I don't want to say a defensive game because the score prediction I've got, I think UConn's going to pick it up 74 to 65. So not exactly a defensive game, but by both teams' offensive standards to this point in the season, it, it, they're going to be held back just a little bit. No, and I agree. And this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of push and shoving. There's going to be probably, there's going to be a lot of good fouls. Yeah. They're not good fouls because no fouls could. But like, there's, there's going to be a lot of fouls. Hey, but you know tonight. what we say, Marty. You know what we say. If if you get fouled, gotta make the free throws. Gotta make the free throws. Don't don't worry. Gotta UConn make. makes your free throws. Other than Klingon, we don't. He doesn't make free throws. But other than that, him, we make our free throws. <laughs> I think the key to the game is going to be Cam Spencer, and if he can get it going, if he gets it going which he has for most of the games. The two games that he has not got going, take a guess which two games those were. Near two losses of the season. Or two losses. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, when Cam Spencer does not have a good night, we lose. Yeah. And, I mean, he's had other games that we've won that he hasn't had a good night, but, I mean, for the most part, when Cam Spencer performs at a very high level, we're, we're humming. And... So. And I'll I'll say this, and I can be called crazy for it. I don't. I mean, yeah, I am going to be a little biased with this, but I don't see another team in college basketball that I have watched since the beginning of the season that has the players and the depth 
and just the offense and defense skill from all the players that play like UConn. And if we play our, if we play our game, I don't see why we wouldn't repeat. Yeah, I hear you. I agree. Last game we're going to talk about before we head into the final segment. The number six Wisconsin Badgers sit at 16-4, and 8-1 in the Big Ten. Travel to Nebraska to take on the 15-6 and six Cornhuskers, who are currently 500 in the conference at 5-5. Five and five. I love this matchup. I do, too. This is a great matchup. I do, matchup. too. The stat leaders for this game store uh, for the Badgers uh, 15.9 points per game, Corral 7.5 rebounds per game, and Hepburn 3.8 assists per game. Uh, for both teams, it's not the same guy. Um, stark difference to UConn-Providence. Um, for the Cornhuskers, Tominaga, 13.6 points per game, massed 8.4 rebounds, and also leads a team in assists at uh, 3.1 per game. And you know what's the most interesting thing about this matchup for me is when you look at the team stats per game, Nebraska has a better uh, points-per-game ratio and rebounds per, per game ratio. I know that they, they're coming off a loss um, right now uh, against... Ohio State, uh, I want to say it was. Uh, could have been wrong. Let me go no, it was, it was Maryland. They beat Ohio State, actually. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're coming off a loss against Maryland. But Wisconsin, I mean, they dropped one to Penn State um, a few weeks ago. They are coming in um, with a pretty good win over uh, Michigan State uh, at a three-game win streak, but I honestly think, and like you said, I think these teams match up really, really well. Yeah, and Nebraska lost earlier to Wisconsin uh, January 6th, 88-72. That was when Wisconsin was first ranked back in uh, early January. Definitely a different ball club, though. I mean, Nebraska, I'll just say this. Nebraska cannot win on the road. They've lost to Iowa, Rutgers in Maryland, which they're not bad teams. And uh, was, yeah, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin all on the road. I mean, they're one and five on the road. Yeah, thirteen and one at home. Clearly a different team and dif- different defensive team when they play at home versus when they play on the road. Yeah, I mean, they I, they took down Purdue. They did, and that's why you know Wisconsin ranked at six. They are uh, leading the Big Ten with number two ranked Purdue uh, sitting right behind them in that second slot in the Big Ten. You know, but and Nebraska is currently ran, uh, tied for fifth, right below Northwestern, and then Illinois ranked at 14 in that three slot. I think this is. I think we've got an upset on our hands. I, I do. I don't, I, hate, I don't hate it that you're taking that. Though. I, you know, I think it just barely that. I really think the stats just barely having a better points per game, just barely having a better rebound ratio, and I think at home, like you said, this is a different team at home. So I, I think this is going to be a close one. Um, a back and forth game, but I got Nebraska with the upset, seventy to Wisconsin's sixty-six. I want to see how Mass does tonight. Uh, yeah, was it is Robert R- Rink Mass? Excuse me. I want to see how he plays tonight. He's the leading rebounder for Nebraska and the leading assist player. Only three assists, but still. He, if you if you're wondering why that's his name, he's his birthplace, Groningen, the Netherlands. Oh. 6'10", 240, junior. Look at that. Yeah, you know, this is going to be an interesting game to see, you know, who can really step up. But I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the with the Wisconsin. I think it's going to be a close game. Like I said, Nebraska plays better at home, definitely offensively and defensively. But I think Wisconsin, they're kind of on a heater. And, and they have, you know, one uh, three-game win streak. 
Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Very very good game tonight. But I'm going to go Wisconsin narrows it out 70 to 67. I like that. I like that. Pretty much just flipping uh, our scores, but is yeah, that the, is that the score that you said? I said 70 to 66. Oh. So, close. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think this has been like I feel like for a lot of sports leagues recently, there's kind of been like a bit of a lull. But I think this college basketball season has been one of the better in recent years. Yeah, no, it definitely has been. And I think it's just because you, you could say, oh, there's not that like one star. Like there's not the Zion Williamson, right. the Carl Anthony Town factor, Anthony Davis. I kind of think it's better that way. Because it's more competitive. Yeah, I agree. And then there's UConn. And that. With that being said, we're going to head into our final break. Before we come at you with a Wilkes men and women's hockey recap, you're currently tuned into the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes Bears, Grand Hazelden. Don't go anywhere. Final half hour coming up next. And welcome back. You're currently tuned in to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes Bear, Scranton, Hazleton. Still me and Marty. Um, Hello. Like I said, going to go over the Wilkes men and hockey, re- men and women's hockey recap up to this point in the season, final half hour. Um, at, the end of, at the end of the show, we'll talk more about you know what's coming up on Friday and games we are, may or may not be calling for the rest of the weekend, uh, like I mentioned uh, uh, next Friday. But... Yeah, let's just hop right into the men's um, men's records so far. Currently, thirteen and six overall, uh, no ties, which is interesting in uh, collegiate hockey. Eleven and three in the conference, and looking at playoffs, we've already clinched a spot. Uh, we've already clinched um, at least the third seed. The <clears throat> four and five are still up for grabs as of now. And then there's Utica and Stevenson. Yeah, uh, Stevenson and Utica right above us. Um, uh, Utica's uh, has only played 14 games uh, in the conference, same as us. Stevenson has two more, same with Alvernia right below us. So, yeah, Wilkes already clinched a playoff spot. They have the capacity to move up over Stevenson, um, but I don't believe that they can uh, catch Utica. No, I don't think they can either. Utica is just a different beast. Yeah, but with a chance, a chance to catch up to Stevenson still, um, because uh, next weekend, um, yes, next weekend we play our duel at Stevenson on Friday and Saturday. Oh, that should be a, f- a fun one. Yeah. So next weekend, it, you know, if all goes well against Nazareth this weekend, a chance to jump Stevenson in the rankings to go to the second seed. Um, 
So yeah, we were just talking about this over the break, but. Ow. <laughs> you right? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you bump your head. It I happens. Did. It happens. <laughs> um, we're a hockey school, officially, for we both are. men and women's, and we'll get to women's in a little while. But yeah, Wilkes, we're just good, which is like weird. Why? Are we and it's funny because they introduced the hockey program, if I'm not mistaken, like 2018. Yeah, only about I. I yeah, 2018 or 2019, only about five or six years ago. So. I want to say 2018, just because my freshman year was already like they already had it established. So, but it's it's it, yeah, like since since my time here, hockey hasn't like last year was the worst year, technically speaking, and they lost. It was the first round of the UH UCH uh, HC playoffs. Yeah, 2018 was when they uh, was when we were founded. So founded, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like they've made it to the playoffs a couple times. They've been at the top of the conference competing with Utica. So, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. It's 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 always been consistent um, with the men's team, aside from a couple of season or so here and there. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with coaching. I think that has a lot to do with the culture we that the hockey team has and. You know, when we talk about the women's, we'll get there too. But yeah. for I now, mean, and we had uh, Phil, Phil Erickson. I mean, yep. come on the last couple of years. Uh, sadly, couldn't join us today to talk about men's hockey. But I mean, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get him on when we when we talk about the playoff matchups, um, or you know, at the end of the season when we go over their final record and where they're going to end up in the playoffs. We'll try our best to get him on because he's. Uh, he works here now as a graduate assistant, right? Yeah. And then and he the, works um, with the team in some capacity. Yeah, no, he works. I think he's assistant coach for the team. Yep. And then works here at Wilkes throughout the day. So, yeah, no, I mean, if he was he was the captain last year. And if he he's the captain, I mean, that it's a very well-run team. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And let's move into some stat leaders here. Uh, Billy Barry, also another guy um, – you know, been with Phil, friends with Phil. Um, and I got to imagine, by the way, having him come front, you know, come up with the team being, you know, one of the assistant coaches now after being captain. I imagine that does a lot for the team and the guys that have known him for a while. But Billy Barry currently leads the team in points with 23. Um, the total points we've scored on the year is 31. So. Two thirds of the points go to Billy Barry. Uh, Nick Swain, he's got 80 shots on the season, leads the team in shots, and also six, excuse me, six points per game um, in the games that he's played. And then that's awesome. It is. That's electric. <laughs> six points per yeah, game. Per game when he's played, he so hasn't. He, he hasn't played. He's had some uh, injuries. Injuries so far through the season. Well, but like, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that's. Literally like three goals and three assists a game. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Insane. Insane. And then uh, for uh, our goalie, Michael Patterson-Jones, he's got 308 saves on the season. And when he has been starting, he's been he's been amazing. He's how, led the team how, to a 7-2 record. How close is he? Is, or is he to like – or I'm, I'm sure he's probably the record holder for the most saves in Wilkes history. Because uh, he, he's been here since my freshman year as well. I am not entirely sure. I can I can look the I can try and look that up for you really quickly, but uh, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I have to imagine he has it if he's been here the almost the entire time. 
Shout out Brady Melovitz, Eric Walsh outside the studio. Top of the ropes coming back to you soon next week. Hey, um, yo. That's our resident UFC WWE show here on WCLH. But yeah, I got to imagine he's close. Um, or if not close, he just has it because of the time he's been here. Um, but not to take away from Jack Perna, who's, who's also seen uh, some good playing well. time here. He's, you know, they split it fairly well. He's got a six and four record right now with 235 saves. But uh, with the, the insane percentage though, is that his save percentage, um, Patterson Jones is nine, three, three is point nine, three, three. So 93% of the time, that's elite. Not, 7% of the time you can score on him. That's and then thought. for Jack Perna, uh, he's got nine. He's got 92%. Yeah, so no, so 8% of the time you can score on him. Which sounds which like a insane. lot. Sounds like a lot, but in reality, that's that's really good. I mean, you see goalies in the NHL. The, I think the average in the NHL this year is under 92%. I want to say it's like around 91.7%. So... Yeah, about there. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely showing off, and one of the reasons why Wilkes is competitive is the goalie. I mean, I think, and that's why for the last five years we've been so competitive, just because that goalie position has been so stout. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And you know, when you look at the 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 team stats there, um, we uh, the save percentage for other teams against us is eighty nine percent. It's not good. So, so well that's good for better. us not good, good for, for us not good for them so i i mean that just goes back to guys like nick swain and billy barry on offense who are pushing this team to their to their limit um and i mean like we like we said they made the playoffs so, so here's here's my question yes sir billy, so billy barry leads the team with 23 points yes where's nick swain at uh, he must be second if he's yes, not. Yes, he has twenty-two. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. How many games did he played? Only five. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, seven. Wait, wait. That doesn't make sense. I was going to say that's not six points per game. What's going on, Steven? I don't know. <laughs> well, either way, either way. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's okay. <laughs> Listen, that's what it says. I don't know what you want from me, man. Fair enough. That's no, you can't, you can't help what the computer says. You can't. Go defense. Listen, that's what I... I didn't write it, man. I didn't write it. I just read it. <laughs> I didn't write it. I just read it. They're doing well, by the way. Are they? They are. Oh. Yeah, I mean... I told them today. <laughs> did you? You told them they're doing well today? No, like I went and... Oh, oh, you went told and... them about the, the next couple of broadcasts. Oh, good, good, good. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff for WCLH Marty. Oh yeah. I can't I can't wait to I can't wait to call the game tonight. So I'm so excited. Yeah, right after this I'm gonna go pick up some go pick up some food, finish out some homework, go home for an hour and a half, come back and ready to call basketball game, man. Oh yeah. Important game. So let's see who who wants it tonight. Excited. Oh man. Can't wait. So excited. So excited. And speaking of the women's game tonight. Speaking of the women's game, the women's hockey team, they're currently sitting at a 12-6-1 overall record, 9-6-1 in the conference. And like I said, they did make the playoffs. So they are currently... I want to say it's the first time they're in the playoffs. That is correct. This is 
technically stats speaking the best season they've had in their short six-year career so very exciting times it's a very young team i know that for a fact yes um i mean you see all the names that are leading the team like the stats leader 23 points by haley bouchard amanda spreadberry averaging three points per game audrey milan has 374 saves all those if i'm not mistaken all those uh women are freshmen or sophomores so it's yeah. definitely a youth movement and that has everything to do with uh the new coach coming in and really prioritizing a, a youth movement yeah only four members of the team or excuse me uh uh five members of the team are either a graduate student or a senior yeah so very very young team um and all of those stat all those stat leaders are also in the younger uh section like jordan ferry she leads the team in shots uh she's a first year player um audrey maline also a first year player Haley Bouchard, also a first-year player. So it's just an insanely, insanely young and efficient team. And same with Amanda Spreadbury, also a first-year player. Yeah, so, yeah, literally all the, all those girls that we named are first-year every, players. Every so. single one of the stat leaders are first-year. And, and I think that has a lot to do with, like you said, the coach. They got, like, was it, like, three Canadian player, three Canadian player people to I know, come down here? Yeah, I mean, they, they come from all over. We had a... One of the players on the team is from Alaska. We had uh, one of the other another players is from Wyoming. We had a player from Michigan, and then she transferred. <laughs> yes. uh, but a lot of a lot of she was actually here this past weekend. I, I know because she uh, plays for uh, Albertus was it Albertus Magnus. Magnus? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was here. I, I didn't they, get to see her unfortunately. They got swept. I know. So, I know. I know. Because that's that's what we do nowadays. Our women's hockey. I think they played with a little bit more passion too, just because it was a former player. So they were like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna make sure you know that we're on the greener pastures here." <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're that they're actually yeah. There, there's Bella right there. She's on the team. Hey, Bella. Shout out. Shout out, Bella. <laughs> I wonder. I think she. I, I think she should. She should be. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, there's the hay. There it is. Shout out. Wait for it. It's the it, well, you know, six second delay. You gotta have it. Yeah. You gotta have it. We we had a use of the of the delete button last Friday, if you remember. So I what happened last Friday? Zach Paraway. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a little slip. It's a little slip. I just want to point out. I told you guys that she was recovering. You did. You did. You did. Both actually, both uh, both teams were four one, right? 4-1 yeah. One and only God, the, the, the one. That was one. a sad one. It was. That was a sad one. It was. Oh man! I only picked them because I wanted them to, but I should I should in reality picked the the forty niners. But it's okay. They dude. We're talking about hockey. What are we? What are we doing? God! Oh my God! We're all over the place. I mean, we heard Walter earlier saying Dan Campbell's thing, so. His his opinions on coaches are make me angry. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you yeah, saw you yeah, saw yeah, the long yeah, paragraph yeah. that I sent. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Uh, are you a Pats fan? <laughs> yeah, listen, the, the women's women's hockey. They're currently on a six game win streak. Yeah, no, they're six game win streak. Um, playing they, really good hockey. Uh, beat. Just beat Kings. 
Um, just beat Albert Tuesday, right? as we said. Yep. Yeah. Um, just beat Stevenson in a in a duel. Just beat uh, Catham from Pittsburgh in a duel. And so now they have they've got the one in thirteen yeah. Hilbert College. Yeah. Let's get the brooms out. Uh, and Let's hey, uh, on Saturday, that's their seat. I just bopped the mic away from me on accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's their senior night. That's their senior night uh, at five at uh, three thirty. So senior afternoon, if you will. So a lot of stakes for them. Um, only got six games left in the season. Um, Newman, uh, the weekend always after, tough. and then uh, split one away, one at home against Alvernia to end the season. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they can they could potentially move up in the playoff season too. I mean, they're <clears throat> like we mentioned, all five playoff spots are taken up. Uh, they are currently tied with Manhattanville uh, at 28 points, one behind Arcadia at 29 points, and Utica sitting at 33. Then there's Nazareth, who I think at this point is kind of running away with. Yeah, they got 41. They're, and yeah. then they're 13-0-1 in the conference. Oh, their only loss of the season have come out of conference for Nazareth. And Alvernia, you know, we, we end the season with Alvernia. Important to note, they are just below Manhattanville at the six. Yeah, but one, the, I don't think they can. I don't think they can make the playoffs. They they can't. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, we have to end the season. We we face Newman, who's currently uh, last in the conference, and then we have to face Arcade. Uh, excuse me, Alvernia, who's just the the first man out. Yeah, or the so, first team out of the playoffs. I mean, the higher we go, the more home games we're gonna have. So that, that, I mean, I'm assuming that's what they would want. It's interesting that we're playing Hilbert so late in the season, considering they're not a conference. Considering they're not in the conference, but they play. So their their schedule is weird. Where like they play half of their schedule before Christmas break. Yes, that is. They take like three weeks off, and then they play like the next half. Yes, and a lot of their conference games came in the early part of the year. So now that like. Like I think they had, um, yeah, they had two non-conference to start the year, and yeah. then another one non-conference against Albertus, and then now they've got these two non-conference against Albertus. Yeah, so it's just like a weird thing that you know D three college women's college hockey. Yeah, UCHC does. UCHC women regulations. But like I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do in the playoffs. I would hope that we can get Volpone. And a couple of our other guys on the call. Oh, 100%. 100%. If we weren't doing basketball on Saturday, I think we would we would be there. Oh, yeah. Well, when you look at the teams that are above uh, above um, them in the playoffs, they got swept at Nazareth a couple weeks ago. They split against Arcadia. Um, they tied... And they tied to Utica, lost one, and got swept against Manhattanville. So Utica was a tough one. Utica was a tough one because that was they were speaking with some of the players. That was a very winnable one. Both games were very winnable, even though the second game was was kind of a yeah blowout. Six one, one seven. But yeah, no. But they said they were in that until the third, and then the third they kind of just so like and against Manhattanville, both were two three losses. Um, like I said, they split against Arcadia. So they they have talent. They have the drive. They have everything they need to beat these teams above them. You know, I'd be, you know, they went scoreless both games against Nazareth. So 
you know, it's a good thing, I'd say, that Nazareth does have that, that they don't have to play Nazareth to start, um, that they'll be able to play, you know, potentially play Arcadia uh, for a rematch. Uh, or, you know, get Manhattanville or Utica with a chance to still be able to move up in the standing. So we'll have to see how all that ends out. But, you know, I think I think this is this is their perfect opportunity against Hilbert to get out. Not not to say to get out the fun, but it's non conference, so it, you know, doesn't, you know, count towards your playoff standing. If you're gonna have well, a bad game it does, because you need points. That is true. That is true. That is true. Um, but I think they'll score points against against them. But this is the time to get out any of the mistakes, anything that could potentially go wrong, any kinks you may or may not have at this point in the season. This is your chance to work them out, um, especially with back-to-back games at home and your senior night. A thousand percent. I agree. Although I guess you know I will <coughs> see a lot of those graduate um, students in the uh, you well, know, I know I know one of play. the seniors is expecting to come back. She says she's still not one hundred percent sure, but she's leaning towards coming back. Oh, to be for to play again because yeah. they have another year. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, and then also having a player as a grad assistant uh just like phil uh gianna coaching them this year she played the last four years so she's been you know in the program one of the first people in the program uh having her there helping out again another asset to this team that i think is i don't know if overlooked is the word but underappreciated underappreciated or just not I, I think actually overlooked is probably the, the best. Just something you probably don't think about. Yeah, and I, I think like, I think having grad assistants or like people that have been around a program, have bringing them in for a fifth year or not bringing them in, but like having them be around the team again for those fun. freshmen and saying, hey, this is how we did things. Especially like now, like she was able to see what the program was at its lowest and now at its highest. At, yeah, at, I, at I agree. And and like I said, I think it speaks it speaks for morale, it speaks for team bonding, team closest, which is every everything you need. Like you said, you get to see the program built up, see where it was, see where it's at now. And it allows those, you know, the older members of the team, they know them, right? Like yeah. they, they trust them, they trust their input, they trust their coaching, which teaches the younger members of the team to do the same. So I think all around, you know, Phil and Gia, it's Gianna. Gianna, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I knew it was Gianna. Um, it just, you know, builds a lot and it helps out the team a lot. Oh yeah. So, so we're excited to see the rest of Wilkes Sports. Of course, you can catch us tonight. Calm. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and talk talk over some of those plans there. So tonight, gonna be uh, broadcasting the men. Uh, excuse me, the women's basketball game. Uh, that game, like you talked about, uh, and I extremely. Yep, you and me. Uh, Zach Perry going to be here in the studio. Um, that is an extremely, extremely important game uh, if the women's team want any shot of um, any shot of going to the playoffs. You know, a win against Uniata, but this is going to be one of their toughest matches of the season, with Scranton now being ranked 13th. So this is going to be... They're still at the top of the conference, right? 
Uh, Scranton? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is going to be their toughest game of the season and their most important game of the season. Uh, looking forward into uh, Saturday. Well, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about that? Mark? Yeah, Saturday they are both teams playing host to – I don't know the college. I'm not going to lie. Susquehanna. Susquehanna. Both teams hosting Susquehanna. Uh, we'll be – at least I know I will be on the call. Uh We'll start the might be me, might be Jake, might be Zach. We'll see. You know, I don't could be know. could even be Sark. Oh yeah, could even be could be Sarkozy if he comes in, does another training. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get him in here, man. You gotta get him in here. I'll text him. But, but I, either way, either way, we will be we will be for somebody. both games. Two o'clock, four o'clock. We'll probably start coverage around one fifty. Yep, just, both three games standard, just like normal. Yeah, and uh, and the next Wednesday that is a men's home game against Drew University. Against Drew University, I I know. Or I, excuse me, uh, no, that's a, another women's home game next Wednesday. Or sorry, yes, women's women's. I know because the men's the February fourteenth, February fourteenth game, which is against not Goucher because Goucher's Goucher's last. the senior day on Saturday. So which we'll definitely one hundred percent be covering both senior days, um, because again that's the two four that Saturday on uh, fourteenth. And we will both senior days. We will of course keep you guys informed throughout every broadcast. Especially on Wednesday broadcast of what the other team is doing. Because yes. how the schedule works is one team's home, one team's away. They play at the same time. Yeah. Um, that's new with the landmark this season. And then on Saturdays, they both either play away or at home. Yeah. So the only game that we will not be covering for e- either team would be the away game on February 10th at Elizabethtown. That is correct. It's two hours away. And I would rather work. Yeah, RIP. RIP, that's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, hey, unless Zach and Jake want to go. Unless Zach and Jake want to go. Maybe we'll see what's up with the hockey games. Maybe, maybe that too. Do a we'll home, see what else is going game. on. But, um, and then aside from that, like I said, uh, we'll, we're, we're going to work in a hockey game either this week, next week. Um, definitely, before, definitely before the playoffs. Um, and then, uh, could like definitely I said, Friday. Now that I'm thinking about it, you guys could definitely do Friday. If you want, of course. We'll see. Now, now I'm putting you on the spot. I, have plans, on, I have plans on Friday. <laughs> Ooh. Unless Volpone can do it by himself. We'll see. We'll see. But speaking of Volpone, like I said earlier uh, in the broadcast, we've been trying to get we've been trying to get a wrestling match for like actually since last year. And it just um did him and Lance do they, they, they did, did one, right? they did too. Yeah, they did they did do a couple, so well uh, we'll see what Lance we'll see what Mr. Lance Priest is up to as well next Friday. Uh, see if he potentially would be interested in calling that with Volpone. I'll probably, I'll probably be the the board up for that game, uh, or for that match. Excuse I'll me. You, I'll tell you now. I'll be at work. Respect. Got to get handing out money. pizzas. Super Bowl weekend. Are you kidding me? By the way, anyone in the Wilkesbury area, if you want to get Super Bowl specials, I got a place for you. It's called Franco's. Franco's Pizzeria. Right. <laughs> What are we doing here? What are we talking about here, man? What are we talking about? I don't even know. So, yeah. Uh, Promoting the business. I see that. I, I do. I see that. Uh, so, we'll have a wrestling match coming up. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll only have to do one, maybe two. Um, depends. There, a lot of the wrestling matches are, like, either really close or really far, uh, like, with the invitationals and stuff. Like they're this week they're going to Ohio. Yeah, I, yeah, they're, they're going to Ohio this week. They're going to New Jersey later in 
later in the year, and then I'm not sure. Well, I, I think we could drive to Ohio. In the Wilkes van, <laughs> heck yeah. We'll do the show live from the van. Yeah. Busting with the boys. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. Well, somebody will have to be in, in the studio, though. Um, no, no, no. We'll, we'll put the studio in the van. We'll put the, yeah, 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 no, you're right. Uh, we'll just we'll make sure we put the, put the, yeah. uh, the towel we'll have an on antenna. top of the van, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not sure where the regionals and then the championships are going to be this year, but, you know. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's everything for hockey. That's, you know, the broadcast so far looking forward. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the semester. I am too. Because then, then we get baseball and lacrosse going. Yes, sir. We'll bring a little I'm couple. I'm excited for baseball. I am too. Very excited for baseball. You know who I miss? Chris Gordy. Oh, Chris. 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 Chris Gordy. Yeah, I miss Chris. Just great because it's weird because he was here in the fall and now he's gone. Well, I'm happy because uh, no more Red Sox crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And it, you know what, Marty? I think we can. I think we're low-key all happy about that. I'm just kidding. The Red Sox are I, cool and all, I guess. They're whatever. I respect them. I mean, I guess they can be. They stink. They stink, they Chris. Stink. You know he told me they were getting Otani? <laughs> Actually, you know, he probably told the world that they were getting Otani. He told, he told the radio. He probably did tell the <laughs> Well, with that being said, we're going to get up on Hound he- out of here. You're currently tuned into 90.7 WCLH, Wooks Bear, Scranton, Hazleton. This was a presentation of The Letterman. We'll see you tonight.